1: We're talking real money.
2: Well, there's one thing you spend a lot of time dealing with. And there's one thing that you probably are most confused dealing with. And that one thing is money. We're going to try and make that one thing a little less frightening. Clearing things up for you here on Talking Real Money. I'm Don. That's Tom over there. The phone number is 855 8255-855-935-TALK And we're going to make this a lot simpler for you You keep making it hard though You've got to stop making it more difficult By thinking that there are smart people out there That there is smart money That there are folks out there Who know a lot more about the markets than you do And they're going to make all these brilliant decisions And they're going to pick these big hot things And you follow them around I really believe that the the term smart money is exactly the opposite, that the smart money is really the dumb money and the dumb money, which is people who buy index funds and just rebalance occasionally and, and and don't don't pay any attention. They're the dumb money. They're really the smart money. And I think that that usually gets borne out eventually by stories in the media like this
3: one. Yeah, I mean it's fascinating to me that 85% 85% now of hedge funds and 42% of asset managers now have tracking uh, software for tracking retail trading message
2: boards let me, me say like that reddit, again like reddit
3: yeah the the the, the people that the, the you referred to as the smart money mm-hmm. right um by the way billions is back on the air tomorrow night uh <laughs> they're really smart <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah they're really smart money uh they are following what People that trade like GameStop and AMC, et cetera, because they want to see. And and some of the numbers they flash, I I don't. J.P. Morgan estimates that individual investors accounted for more than a third of daily trading activity several times over the past 18 months. At one point, it was down to like 10% of the money that was being traded in Wall Street was traded by individuals. So I severely doubt, sincerely and severely doubt that it's a third. But let's assume that it is. He's severe let's and se- sincere. I know. Let's nobody just nobody is that as that's severe right. <laughs> and sincere as Tom. Let's just say that they're right. A the third of the money is hot money, right? It's chasing those really great investments. Do you think it makes sense for the people that do this day to day to say, Well then I'm gonna do what they're doing because they seem to know what's next.
2: <laughs> really? Yeah. No, you see, here's what I think they're doing. I think this is that momentum thing that they want to they want to try and catch the wave as it is building, as it is growing. You know, at the very beginning, when people start talking about a stock, they want to kind of get in on that quick momentum play, thinking that they can time this right. If we can get in when they just start talking about it, then when it becomes a meme and it becomes really popular, we've already caught that wave and we're selling into that.
3: Like last year with the really hot thing was SPACs, right? Special purpose acquisition companies. Yeah, uh, nothing better than a SPAC. Yeah, because right now uh, about half of the SPACs are down about 40% from where they started. Let me say that again. About half of those investments are down. Do you buy anything with the idea that could go down 40%? You shouldn't. I mean, that's absolutely nuts. So... Um, and a few of them are already going back to being privately held. Acorns, which is a, a service that we like, a rounding service, they did a SPAC deal. And now they're, they're going to give the money back. They're going to go back and be private again because it has worked out so very, very poorly, among others. These are hot investments. The people that are running the smart money, you're truly right, Don. They know nothing more about the future than any of the rest of us. And they look very, very silly when they ushered people into SPACs and when they have, tracking systems now that will tell them what meme stock
2: will lead them to
3: greater glory in the days ahead. That's outrageous. Truly it is.
2: The smart money is the dumb money. And all of you who are doing this the right way, you're the smart money, so ignore them. They don't know anything. They're trying, they're trying to manipulate you. They really are. I, I got a I got a fake newspaper in the mail the other day. It looks like a newspaper, but it's fake. It's from some idiot in Texas who sells a newsletter on biotech stocks. And the whole thing is about buying into very risky companies that are manufacturing psychedelics for mental health treatments. This stuff is all dangerous. It is. It's just gambling in a pretty wrapper. Just like Spax were. This is all dangerous. And you believe, you listening, believe
3: that somehow this will make you more money than just owning the market. That's the struggle. I mean, because people get sold into this and they truly think. There was somebody that told me once about us. (laughs) Yeah, you could hire those guys. That's really slow. Or you could hire us. We're the limousine of investing. (laughs) It's like, well, go ahead. Who's driving that limousine?
2: It's not true. It's just simple stuff.
1: Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: At some point, most investors need professional financial guidance. So get a little bit of free help or a lifetime of affordable 100% fiduciary guidance at vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com
1: guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: Yeah, we have exciting conversations during the break. We were talking <laughs> about uh, ninth, early 19th century history. <laughs> Never miss it. Yeah, Tippy Canoe. Yeah. Oh, the reason was because we have yeah. a caller on the yeah. phone. Yeah. And, so uh, and it was yeah. just too easy for Tom to go yeah. Tippy Canoe. And hi, Tyler. Welcome to Talking Real Money.
4: Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, um, good, good. So right now, I have... Yeah, so right now I have two investment accounts. One is my Roth IRA with Vanguard and the other is a taxable account with Vanguard that I just recently opened. And the reason I opened this taxable account is because I had a pretty good amount of money over the last several years just sitting in my savings account earning nothing. And so I decided to put the money to work and as luck would have it, I opened up this taxable account at the beginning of the year and uh, I'm basically just bleeding principal right off the bat. And I'm trying to figure out what to do next, because to be quite honest, I was having a little bit of urge to sell, but I'm not sure that's the right decision.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Okay. So you opened this account at the beginning of the year? This year?
4: Yeah. So I I, I never had a taxable account before, and I opened it up in late December, and I funded it the first week of January with quite a lot of money relative to my situation. And obviously... (laughs)
2: has gone very poorly. yeah well I was gonna say though hasn't your Roth IRA bled the same amount of money
4: well so with the Roth obviously I can only put in you
2: know small amounts six thousand dollars oh so, so in a much- dollar on a it's as a percentage your losses are very similar you're just unhappy because you put it in right before the market went down
4: yeah, so like I said, I've had my Roth for years, and so it's gone up and down. But because I'm only putting in $6,000 a year, it's never gone down large Tyler, like- Tyler,
3: <laughs> Tyler,
4: Tyler, Tyler, how old are you?
3: How yeah. old are you, Tyler?
4: Uh, 32.
2: Jeez, Tyler. Tyler, hmm. Tyler, Tyler hmm. listen, listen, hang on. This is really important for you to get. Markets don't go up all the time. They can't. They've got to go down sometime, but you're never going to know before as you didn't this time, nor did we, that the first few weeks of the year would be bad for stocks. We had no idea. No one else did either. Those who guessed correctly merely guessed correctly. And the
3: money, the money in this brokerage account is going to eventually be used for your retirement, buy a house. What, what is it there for?
4: Well, that's a good question. So my Roth, obviously that's for retirement. Yeah. The money that I put into the taxable account was just money that I had that was just sitting in a savings account doing nothing. And so I don't have a particular goal for it. I just wanted it to work for me, <laughs> but, uh,
2: you need a goal yeah, for it. That's the, one of the biggest mistakes people make is just having random money sitting around for which they have no ascribed purpose. Every bit of money you have should be earmarked for something, not a particular goal, not a specific goal, but a a, a interim life events, future life events. So you have your emergency money, you have your money that you're not comfortable losing at all that you might need for a home or something like that in the not too distant future. Then you have your, I'm not going to spend this until I'm really old money. And that money can be very aggressive.
3: And that that would also help you around the fact that that we've had a bad three weeks where we've seen, you know, the S&P 500 down over seven percent, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, in other words, you'd be like, doesn't matter. I'm not going to touch this money for another 30 years. So that's OK. In fact, I'm going to be saving more money and buying it at more shares at a lower price. Actually, going down for somebody 32 is
4: a good thing.
2: What's this in, Tyler? What's it invested in at Vanguard, the, the taxable account?
4: Uh, it's a basket of ETFs. I have, um, some small cap, mid cap, large cap, emerging markets, total international. Good. And I think I have, um, yeah.
2: So, so, so my guess is, my guess is your total loss for the year is right around 4%. Um.
4: No, because I went pretty heavy in small cap, and so my small cap has got beat down and close to ten percent. I have the Vanguard BB, and it's just gotten really hammered. And I have s p and P five hundred index fund, and so I think I'm down closer. To like are
2: are you wait? You you sounded to me like you were well diversified. So now we come down to uh, how well are those assets spread? What how, how much international do you have, for example?
4: International, I think, without having
2: it in front of me, I would say that it's probably around 30, 35%. International
3: small value is up 4% for the year. I'm just looking at the total return here for the small U.S. small that you have, the VB, that is down about 7%. Oh, you you have just VB? vb said yeah so yes. again i mean these aren't things you should be worrying about at 32 unless you need the money in the near term shouldn't matter
2: yeah this is just part of the game
4: okay, okay. yeah that's kind of that's kind of what i was thinking but like i said i've never got uh, beat down like that before.
2: well good so, okay, it's I'm it's good, good to get it out of the way it, it as a matter of fact the best yeah. time to get beaten down is when you're starting investing The worst time to take a beat down in your portfolio is when you're starting to take money out and you have to rely on it. You're in the early part. This is the perfect time to get beaten. Are you continuing to earn enough money from which you can still continue to invest in these funds?
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Then then if you have money sitting around right now that's ready to invest, put it in right now.
4: Okay, yeah, so I have... um, other than my emergency fund, I have um, just another checking account that I can use to add to it. But that's my fear, is just digging myself a deeper hole. But
2: I Okay, this is where we have to talk about the reality Tyler? of the stock market. Yeah. I need you to listen really, really carefully, because this is a fact. Three quarters of the time, the stock market has risen. Only one quarter of the time has it gone down. You cannot have a straight line appreciation in stocks because if they just went up and there was no risk of them ever going down, we would expect the average annual return for stocks to be right at or maybe slightly above the rate of inflation or a net zero. These are the times that make stock investing worthwhile. It's the bad markets that make stock investing, at least have made stock investing, a way to make really good money over the past hundred years.
4: Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, And so, you guys, I know you guys aren't in the business of predicting the future, but you guys believe that in the short term to medium term i know the long term should be good but even the short to medium term you guys aren't worried about
2: no i I, it could be uh, it could go right up tomorrow just like it did uh in uh, march of 2020 it could turn around and go right back up or it could fall the rest of the year and on into next and you know what i have a big portfolio all invest just like yours and i'm not going to worry about it
1: tom and don are talking
2: a second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com.
1: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: And right, I have one, one more post-call message for not hmm. just, not just for Tyler, but for Tippy Canoe too
3: and tyler no, too and tyler. yeah okay yeah. For, i have
2: this message this message is a message for tippecanoe and tyler too now here's a anybody do you know your history who was tippecanoe don knew this by the way i did not who i will be on
3: tippecanoe? 19th century not really my era of uh, specialty but
2: all right so here we go this is you got
3: to say who it was i thought i would give people a minute ah okay we're waiting yeah. don't, and don't say call in if you know because no we don't don't did call. that last week that was
2: benjamin bad. harrison Yeah, who died very shortly after being elected, which made John (laughs) Tyler president. Uh, Anyway, I have a message for all of you. And this is the thing we talk about all the time. And it's not just theory. If you are not prepared. For the potential. No, if you are not prepared for the reality. Of an eventual loss that could be as big as fifty percent of your money, five zero, not five five zero percent. Then you should not be in an aggressive portfolio, no matter what your age. In,
3: in a portfolio of one hundred percent in stocks,
2: right? And his yeah. is an aggressive stock portfolio. Yeah,
3: he's thirty-two. He shouldn't have a whole. I wouldn't have any bonds if I was thirty-two. But, but that's see, but right. it's not age. You're right.
2: I agree. I agree. It's so Tyler. If you can't. Absolutely, stay to yourself. If you can't handle the, if you can't handle it, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> uh, if you can't handle a fifty percent decline, you really have to redo your portfolio and get more money in bonds, which are going to make nothing, but they're not going to scare you as much.
3: Yeah, this is, and you pointed out exactly this is the reason that stocks have made more than government bonds. Etc. because they're riskier. You have to accept the volatility of this. That's the trade off. If they if they just went up every year, then they would not make, for lack of better argument, ten percent roughly a year. Wouldn't happen.
2: And to paraphrase a famous eighteenth century author <laughs> We're moving to the eighteenth century now? Yeah. Paraphrase. I'm gonna paraphrase okay. Okay. these are the times that try investors' ah. souls.
3: Oh come on we're down 5% year-to-date or something, 44 That's hey, not the time. This is
2: what scares people, though.
3: Yeah. It yeah, does. You, and by the way, you said it wasn't just theory. It's not because it happened in – it almost happened as recently as 2020. I mean, right. we went down right. about 35% quick. Mm-hmm. And then 2008 it happened, 2000. So this is not just something – you're right. In a book, this it really happened to people that are stock market investors, correct?
2: And, Tyler, just imagine how brilliant you would have felt if back in March of 2020 you put all this money in the stock market, even like with genius. this decline, you would have gone, "Whoa, I was so smart!" 100. It's not gain. that you were no. dumb; it's just that this is what happens.
3: Yeah, and it doesn't. Again, at 32, at 42, maybe even at 52, it does not matter
2: one whit. Period. Eight five five nine three five. 8255 that's talk there at the nta okay uh that's the number give us a call we'll try to answer your questions and a lot of people also send them in to talkingrealmoney.com like this one <coughs> first i just want to say i love your podcast i've I been
3: just called
2: i've been a listener from way back way back way when back you did when. one with Paul merryman.
3: <laughs> Actually, that is way back. Yeah.
2: It's, yeah. <laughs> okay. In the past, my wife worked for Wells Fargo for 25 years. Okay. After she moved to another job, she left her 401k at Wells Fargo. Now she would like to move all her retirement into one single IRA that she has with Vanguard. Empower Retirement now handles her Wells Fargo 401k account. They insist on mailing her a check in the total amount to move the funds. Is this the 1980s? She's not comfortable with a check worth hundreds of thousands of dollars going through the mail. Is there any way around this? Thank you.
3: No, there is not. Uh, we deal with this every day. Because <laughs> I knew, you, and, I knew no, exactly I, what
2: you said. You go, no, they're, they're just I hate idiots. saying it.
3: And I mean, because now Boeing, by the way, has moved to fidelity, I think, in terms for the 401k this year. It's just as bad as it was last year. We're on hold with people that used to work at Boeing for two, three hours, and they mail them a check. Sorry, that's just the way it is. I have a theory. (laughs) Okay. I know. I honestly have
2: a very sound theory as to why this happens. Because they liquidate the funds Mm -hmm. on X date yeah. Then they oh, deposit the, the funds into their own account. Is it thing called a float? Is of that what you're Of course, they're using oh, the float. As a matter of fact, yeah, what they're probably yeah. going to do is mail the account. He's on the East Coast. They'll mail the, yeah. the money from the oh, West yeah. Coast account. So it takes a week to get to him. They get seven days of float on his money. Mm. No, they can do it, and you have no say.
1: Tom and Don are talking real.
2: Tom life. and I created Vestory to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high pressure sales pitch at vestory.com. V E S T O R Y.com.
1: we're talking real money
2: hello welcome back to the show i'm don that's tom tom <laughs> yeah. fresh back from the excorrent resort yeah <laughs> an <laughs> Playa, unforgettable experience. Playa del carmen mexico where they where they where the, the, the gunfights are not staged they use real yeah, bullets these are,
3: yeah these are it, right there in the uh, line for breakfast so yeah hmm. wow that's all i can say
2: wow yeah. that's not what's got tom mad though that's not no. what got Tom is frothing. He is frothing well, at the, the f- mouth, chomping at the chomping at the bit, just ready to explode. He is mad as hell, and he's not going to take it any oh, longer. Thank you. There's so a good reference. I am going to just turn the entire program from here over to Tom because he's going to rant for the rest of the hour. No, go, I'm go not. Go for but, it. Rant. And so call rant.
3: us. I will inter- I will. Oh, the
2: phone number eight five five nine three five talk. There you go. I will interrupt my rant. Well, you
3: can, you just heard one of my big complaints is the check. When- yeah, when you want to get it's your money. When you want to get your money, they make it they I'm telling you, you may be right about the float. I, I mean, they think just I make am. it they make it very difficult to get your money to you. Your money. Okay, that's one. Then I read ugh, Company this is the headline. Companies beef up four hundred one K plans. You remember when we had the what COVID does that outbreak mean, by the building? way? Beef it Beginning. up. I'm getting that that's not a very great headline. I'll yeah. give you that. But remember in the spring of 2020, Don, those two years ago when COVID was raging? Well, I think it kind of still mm-hmm. is, right? And it appears that like the 20% of companies, because it looked like the world was going to come to an end and we have to cut back our employee benefits to survive, 20% did. They cut back their match in their 401k. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, in, in, I think with private business, it's still only about half of private employers have a employer-sponsored plan. It's still a relatively small number. Most people do, so only half. It's a small number. So people cut back their match. Well, guess what they're doing now? They're increasing their match. But I love the reason why. Here's a quote. In a tight labor market, we want to be in tune with the kinds of benefits we need in order to compete.
2: Well, wait a minute. Don't Doesn't even... that make sense? Isn't it good that they're increasing their match? <laughs> wait a minute. Why are you okay. mad about that? Uh,
3: why did they decrease it? They decreased it because they thought they couldn't afford it, which turned out to be wrong. The reason that they're increasing it has nothing to do with, the, the let's see, who are the people? Oh, that's right, the employees, because maybe they want to be able to save enough for retirement, and there's no such thing as a pension anymore, right, basically, in private enterprise.
2: Okay, hold. Uh, let me let me hold my hand up, pause you for a minute. Aren't you my capitalist friend? <laughs> In this case, no, my capitalist aren't friend. Aren't you my capitalist friend, I, the one who says that businesses do what they need to do to make all the money they possibly can and, and screw more the like little guy?
3: Elizabeth Warren
2: here at this yeah, moment. is wait, frankly, you are. Is, what you're, and, and you're outrageous. looking more like Bernie Sanders. <laughs>
3: Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> it's an outrage. And then the other one that drives me. Oh, so they're going so to be more generous. Companies we
2: need to let now. him well, get this out of his system. They folks. have just, to. Just, and here's just, the
3: other one that drives shh, me nuts. I know. The shh. vesting. The vesting.
2: Like vestary. Vestry. No, wrong, the, wrong vesting.
3: Companies put in a match. And then if you want your money because you're leaving, oh, no, you got to work there five years before you get the vested amount back.
2: That's not that capitalism, too. No, this is
3: it's short sighted capitalism, is what it is. This is because, again, most people mm-hmm. don't have a plan. The people that do have a plan should have a very good plan because there's no other way to save for retirement, basically. Yeah, you could put Folks. in the little bit of Roth money, et cetera. So, okay, this that's is, it for my rant. All right, this is sorry. a
2: moment that's making me feel so much better about life. It's like it's like Tom's finally coming around to, to caring about people. Oh, like real, th- not I'll the, be back by the end of the show. Not just the corporation, but the people who work there. He cares about back. you.
3: I'll be back by the end of the show. Don't oh, worry. I'll turn it around. So. He's
2: not a fat cat capitalist
3: anymore. Well, look at me. I'm
2: well, still a fat cat. Oh, okay. oh, be still my heart. I'm having... I'm verklempt. Wait till <laughs> you see the
3: cards and letters I get for that it's one. So for so.
2: verklempt. Oh, we're going to get it. <laughs> we're going to get something. Because if oh, we yeah. do
3: anything that even has a hint It's of not politics, political. It, I know. it feels political. I know I said Elizabeth Warren. But okay.
2: But, yeah. Um, it gets it's us not. a one star review every time okay. we, yeah. every time we jo- even joke around it's serious every time we joke even joke around about something political mm. we get a one star review
3: <laughs> from companies somebody. you should have an employer <laughs> pl- sponsored plan companies i think it's reasonable that you should do half 50% match up to 6% of pay no. i don't think and no, there should I think be no should be period be five for, to wait, one a, okay 10 you to shouldn't one. Have, you shouldn't have to wait years to get the money that the company put this is come on let's make it easier for people to retire not harder
2: I'm taunting him now
1: Tom and Don are talking real
2: money Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis but don't worry we can help. Just set up a free no obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com
1: guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: Okay, we've uh, tranquilized Tom. He's feeling a lot better now. Oh, look at how Wait, calm can, he is now.
3: Did I just say something bad about companies or something? I, yeah, I had I a know. momentary lapse I or something. I don't know what's wrong with him. Capitalism, whatever.
2: 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. It's free and it's easy. And I mean, it's so easy Dave did it. Hi, Dave. Welcome to Talking Real Money.
5: Hi, guys. I was curious if you had maybe like a broad sweeping endorsement or some sort of way you could address uh, a REIT. I'm curious to getting into the whole real estate thing and probably want to avoid having to kick people out or, you know, all the. Oh, you don't want to be a
2: landlord. Oh, Ah, right. Hmm.
5: Right. So that's the idea. And I mean, I know people swear by storage units, you know, if people don't pay their rent, you just throw all their stuff away or auction it or whatever. So anyway, does it just depend on the person's like risk tolerance or maybe the time they want to spend in it? Or what do you think?
2: Oh, no, we don't think it's any of that. We think if you want a job, you, you, I mean, a real full time job, you go and you get real estate. If you want to right. just invest in real estate and uh, and make the money that real estate has made, primarily through income, it's it's an income generator more than anything else. Then you buy a REIT, mm-hmm. and we think the best way to buy a REIT is to buy a fund of REITs. So you own Bra- like oh, public okay. storage and extra space storage, but you also own Duke Realty and you know home builders and things like that.
5: Okay, so are there specific ones, though, like a certain Vanguard one or anything? I'm looking up the ticker right now. Well, yeah,
2: the Vanguard, uh, if you're going to buy it, well, actually, the REIT ETF, they've got a REIT ETF, a U.S. REIT REIT fund, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a REIT ETF now that has really, 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 really low fees. Uh, I mean, it's .12 for real estate, and its symbol is VNQ.
3: Yeah, so there you're going to own hundreds of individual REITs. You mentioned self storage. You're going to own some of that. You're going to mm-hmm. own apartment complexes. You're going to own probably some shopping malls. You're going to own a wide variety and around. I don't, is this, is this a global REIT fund done or is no? It this US? is just a
2: US REIT fund. Yeah.
3: So you're not going to own properties oh. in other places, but you get pretty well diversified and REITs can be, can be kind of a counterbalance to stocks. Sometimes, sometimes they can go up when stocks go down. I wouldn't mm-hmm. promise that in the long haul, but they can be
2: now the thing about okay. reit funds or any reit is that you want to own the reit in something that has some tax advantage to it because they are such income generators
3: and they have to pay out 90 okay. percent of that every year right so you don't want to you don't want Fair. to own it in an after-tax account because you're going to end up paying a lot in taxes is what don's saying so it's preferable in a ira a roth ira 401k qualified money makes way more sense than just having it sort of in a naked, if you will, brokerage account.
2: And then when you own a REIT like this, not only are you, you're not betting on one segment, like public store or storage units could go bad on you or like malls went bad for a period of time. The apartment market had a terrible run and then got hot. You don't have to worry about which segment of the real estate economy is doing well and which segment is not because you own them all.
5: Perfect. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Thanks, guys. So I basically
2: I heard the one, mostly the one. The uh, Vanguard. let's see. Who VNQ
3: else? we like. That's Vanguard's. I was going to give you the stock, but I but there'd be no reason to own. If, if right. I would just go ahead and use the, use the exchange ETF. traded fund, yeah, there'd be no reason not
2: to um, own I, that. i wonder. To, I think Avantis has a an international REIT fund. Um. Let's see here. I'm looking I it up it. here.
4: You know, I want to mention something. Yeah, Avantis Real
2: Estate ETF. The
4: the symbol is
2: AVRE. It is more. It's oh, it's not much more expensive. It's only 0.17, which is is really cheap. I'm just checking the portfolio holdings because I've never looked this up. Yes, it's thirty percent overseas. It's thirty percent (laughs) international. Yep, it is and that is a really great expense ratio. That's another one to look at. I'd look at that Avantis. A its tiny. portfolio is very similar to Vanguard's.
3: The, the, the only reason I'd be a little hesitant there, according to the information that I have here, is this right? It only has $2 million in it? I mean, that is a very, 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 no. very, very small fund. $20 so, million, um, $20 million. Oh, okay. I thought 20. I was sure. But even $20 million is pretty that's small. That's a very small fund. But Avantis yeah, I mean, funds that's...
2: aren't very old.
3: And they do have the backing of American Century. Who and, owns I mean, Avantis, this Avantis
2: so. fund just started in yeah. at late 2021. Yeah.
3: So again, I, I, we like REITs as a part of a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Again, we're still going to want you to own a lot of other things, but we think this is the better way to do it, as Don said, as opposed to, unless you want to be in business, buying and selling your own properties, managing them, et cetera, et cetera, collecting the rents, fixing the toilets, whatever it is.
2: Such a pain. I've done it. Don't like it. We we had a rental property. It was just a pain. Uh, and by Thanks, the way, Dave. it's interesting, Tom. The Avantis, because it's international, yeah, has not declined as much in 2022 so far as yeah. has the Vanguard. The Vanguard's down 9.3, and the Avantis is down about 8.3 for the year.
3: Yeah, and remember last year, REITs had a great year. So you got to – I mean, again, any of these things, every security is going to go – up and down. There isn't one security that Not goes one. up all the time. Nothing. Not one. No. Not so, bonds. Oh. What? We got another call here if we yeah, want to
2: get to Yeah, it's Don. Yeah. Yeah, we, we can get to if Don. If
3: anybody named Don, we're pretty yeah,
2: much of going to Yeah, of course. We're going to Don. So. Hey, Don. Oh. Welcome to Talking Real Money.
4: Yeah. Hey, Don. Hey, just one real quick question. Uh, on your MDR, your minimum required distribution, uh, I don't... I dollar cost average coming out, taking it every month, because uh, yep. they say when you invest, you know, dollar average in. So I averaged out. Is that a prudent way to go?
3: You know, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I don't so think... what you're saying is you're taking out a certain amount. You're selling securities every month. So you're getting different prices, mm-hmm. remembering again that the market has an upward bias. So that's the best why, way that's really why do I don't
2: think it's the best way to take it out.
3: The RMD that actually the best way to do it to get the most return generally is to wait until the end of the year. Take the mm-hmm. RMD that after the market has gone generally up in three of those four years. So that would be the most effective way in terms of prices. Most of this has to do with cash flow I'd
2: put it and, that and way. The, the reality is you want to because of that bias, because of the fact that that market stocks, bonds, you know stocks particularly go up more than they go down. Bonds just kind of hang out. The fact that they go up more than they go they generally speaking, you want to leave it in as long as you can tax deferred. You're giving up some of that tax deferral by dollar cost averaging out. And by the way, we don't think you should dollar cost average in either. We just know we think you should do it only because that's the way you earn money so that you don't hoard the money and then put it in all at once. You should put it in as you earn it.
3: Generally speaking, dollar cost averaging is going to cost you going in because the market has an upward bias. Seventy five percent of the cost you
2: both ways. Yeah. So thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, remember, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you can <laughs> yes. call us. You can call not us. Not me. I'm not taking you
3: any more call calls today. You can call us
2: and it. record your question, ah. and then we will ask, answer it. You will ask it. We will answer it. <laughs> future you're podcast. really at
3: the end of the i am my Rope? yeah
2: my my chest. trouble i, I, I think yeah. i'm actually catching COVID on the show Uh-oh, that's this is not a live live no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know i'm like having a coughing pit uh so call us at 855-935-talk or visit us at talkingrealmoney.com and you can uh, ask questions there and learn stuff too and we'll be right back
1: Tom and Don are talking real
2: money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free no obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com.
1: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking
2: real money.
3: You know when it comes to money, most of us need some help. Mm, Yeah, we see it every day. We talk about uh, portfolio hodgepodge. We talk about retirement planning, kind of mistakes we want you to avoid. And maybe the thing we do the best, well. Other than Don talking to the show. We? Who's we? I mean, I'm talking about Vestry by oh, Appella. I mean, we help people every day. We help people that never become our clients every day. Every single day. So if you want to talk to an advisor, if you want to talk to me, because I a couple people did Don't right offer after the podcast. That again. Okay. Okay. They <laughs> said, sure, Tom will talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll give you a free hour to make sure you're doing everything right. Again, for your retirement, for your portfolio, you can set up an appointment right online. It's very easy to do. You go to Vestry.com vestory.com